everybody and welcome to episode 24 of the Sweet Spot on a Farm podcast. First of all, Happy New Year to everyone and in case you don't know what this podcast is about, I don't do this very often, I probably should. If this is your first episode, then the Sweet Spot on a Farm is a podcast about healthy living, healthy eating, and I talk to uh, natural health professionals, organic farmers, and anybody who is in any way involved in the natural health industry and healthy foods. And today I have with me somebody I had on as a guest before. Um, it's my friend Varian Marshall. Yay! <laughs> Hi, Varian. Hello. The last time happy I new talked year. to you, yeah, Happy New Year. And Christmas and Halloween and Easter. It's actually been over a year since the last time I talked to you, and it was at the time you just kind of closed down Azora, sadly. Yes. But you're gonna be back. We are back with um, big sharp teeth. <laughs> so co-op. That's what you're gonna be back with, yeah. and you launched in December with. Um, just before Christmas with your farm shop. Yeah. So tell me about that because sadly I didn't get to come down Unfortunately, it was busy time before Christmas, but you launched on the 13th of December and you're open now three days a week You're gonna be back mid-January and back open, open on the 10th of January. Yeah, 10th yeah, yeah. of January. Fantastic. Thursday. So it's Thursday, Friday, Saturday Yeah, from... 11 to 4. So tell me about that. How did that come about? Um, well, I suppose it was part of the plan when the shop was closed, um, whenever I moved out to the house, there was always a plan to maybe try and move the business or some element of it out to the house as well for more control and all the rest. So uh, I suppose just with the shop closing and things happening in between and uh, this and the other didn't really come to fruition any quicker until, until now. Um, and here we are. We are selling lots of lovely organic fruit and vegetables in the middle of Hillsborough countryside like mad people it's not bad at all no no but tell me this you have quite a bit of land here but you're not growing anything just yet no no we so will be next season but yeah we just need to prepare the ground and have the yeah we're hoping to get something going this spring with a bit of luck oh that would be fantastic but so for now you're selling local organic produce so how do you source your veggies and how do you source your fruits yeah well we use um two local suppliers at the minute helens bay organic based in helens bay funny enough and then Culmore Organic Farm here in Kilray, uh, which is up near Coleraine. And uh, yeah, so that we also get raw milk from him, and um, so we get different sort of ranges of fruits and veg, well, mainly vegetables from the guys here locally, to be honest. And then the fruit and other more exotic vegetables and stuff would be imported in for, through a company in England. But a lot of that's coming in then from either Spain or uh, Peru or. Um, other exotic countries that we can't grow any sort of nice things like that here. So do you also sell some stuff from Amberline Preserves? Absolutely, yeah, Amberline Preserves. Alicia's a good friend of ours, and all her products are great. So we're starting to stock her stuff again there as well going forward. Um, the other thing we also do is the Green Bakehouse Sardo, which is a good friend of mine, Carl, who has started his own bakery in Dollingstown, um, just from his house actually. And he's doing really well. He's supplying lots of local restaurants. and We might have our own bakery here at some point as well. Carl concentrates mostly on wheat and rye sourdough bread at the minute there. And we're maybe going to look at maybe taking on spelt bread, which a lot of people don't seem to get access to here, which is a lot more digestible and all the rest. So we're going to look at that going forward. But that's on down the line. For the meantime, we use Carl 
um, just as an order service then you can order from here and come and pick it up from here every Saturday at this point. So. That sounds amazing. So you have quite a lot of plans for the future. Absolutely, tons. That sounds great. <laughs> too much, too much for uh, a three and a half hour long interview. So you have quite a bit of lovely land here as well. So for no, now three acres here. Yeah. Wow, that's quite a bit of land. You could grow your own then. So that's well, absolutely. That's yeah. that's the plan. That's the plan. We had to let the ground sit for the last few years to become pesticide and fertilizer free, so as we can register eventually as organic okay. properly. But obviously then everything will be grown organically in the meantime. And we've got lots of consultation from local experts like the likes of John McCormick in Helens Bay and Heiko in Portaferry Permaculture Project and a few other people coming on board there. But I suppose to, for you to start growing your own as well as sell other suppliers produce. The last time I spoke to you we talked about um, doing a Kickstarter because you're going to obviously... Got a lot of equipment to pay for and a lot of things yeah. to buy, you know, really to actually get this up and running um, realistically. But part of the Azora Cooperative is aiming at that direction. It will have private members, it will have shareholders, it will have different elements of ways to invest or ways to get involved with the cooperative and that's sort of at this point what we're really trying to we're going to try and spread that word at this point to get it out there you know to get people involved and and be able to tell people exactly what they're going to receive and benefit for that you know or what they're going to get back for that investment or, or whatever they're going to input into the business as well so there's lots of things lots of really interesting uh, possibilities going forward here but there'll be more to announce in the next few months maybe you can come back and talk to us again as well that sounds really interesting because i actually um there are a couple of farms over in mainland um uk that are um getting on to do co-op model of farming yeah it's like where, care farming as well and yeah, bringing yeah, elements yeah. of the community in that sort of maybe don't get the opportunity to be educated or learn about this sort of thing so that'll be an element we'll be bringing into this as well will be care farming that sounds really interesting i think it's really important because it also allows you i mean we all consume a lot of vegetables and it's i'm really glad to see that a lot not of enough people... i suppose too much meat not enough vegetables i know but you know it's getting there you have to be patient people are getting onto yeah, yeah. that slowly i'm not saying you have to go down you don't have to become vegan or anything that way it's just you just have to limit your intake yeah you know, so. definitely you can see that the culture is slowly changing people are more interested now in organic and buying organic and eating organic thank goodness and so it's i know so it's really nice to see people interested in getting onto the sort of like co-op and care farming means that people will learn how the food on their plate is grown absolutely and it's from seed to from seed to plate i think a lot of people have a really bad relationship with food and well, the education system doesn't provide any any sort of filler for that really yeah. you don't get taught you know some kids think think our food uh, is grown and just comes from Tesco's or something. Yeah, you know? I know, so, I know. It's like, it's like sometimes what? I think it's really important, especially from a young age. Like imagine people coming to to farm or to an allotment and and growing their own food or help you know work the land and, and help plant the seeds and help harvest and and the kids you know absolutely realizing and learning. Yeah. Where well, we're gonna we're we're from. really learning ourselves. I'm speaking maybe just on on my own basis as well. You know, we're relaxed relying on other people, other professionals at this point to come in and actually help us to assist us learning this process as well because you know we're not we haven't come from a farming background or an agricultural background we're jumping in head first here really to give it a go and hopefully well not give it a go we will make something really good out of it it's just actually making sure that stays established and it's for future generations to keep using and it's not just for us you know it's yeah. not just for you and me sitting here you know we're getting old and grey, so... Thanks. Well, <laughs> maybe more me than you, but yeah. 
but um, no, better. we need to we need to keep our kids educated, and we need to keep our kids fed with proper food. Who knows what's going to happen with um, the climate and all the rest? We're not getting into that conversation because it's quite um, there's a lot hey, of there's a lot of extremes. Happy New Year! Let's talk about something positive. I don't exactly, want to yeah. talk about the changing climate. I'm going to end up crying yeah. here. But yeah. it is important for us, really, you know, and that has to be considered at this point. Is the climate? You know, we can't grow if we don't have the right climate. So yeah. that needs to be uh, solely addressed, really, in the sense that we need to find out exactly what's happening with the climate and how we can make sure it's fixed and get it back to the way it used to be. And We're encouraging people eat more vegetables than meat hopefully yeah. helps. Absolutely. You know, you're doing your bit and, and people are doing their bit when they kind of start realizing that actually eating meat every day, twice a day or three times a day is maybe not the way to go. If they're going to go and hunt it and actually kill it themselves, fair enough. But, you know, unless you're going to go and do that, you know, wise up. Don't be eating so much meat. Definitely. You know, it's not, not needed and it's not good for your digestion either. So. But, you know, it's not just organic farming there's been in, in the last year or so there's been a huge noise about um, waste and, and use of plastic and stuff and that's where i think buying from organic farmers is really helpful and important because you come here with your, with own, your bag own bag or your own bucket exactly and or whatever. you don't you don't need to buy potatoes bagged in a plastic Absolutely bag or, or celery wrapped in a plastic packaging and you can just put everything in your own bag and that's really important um, that's definitely part of you know helping the environment. Talking of which, you had some. I know it's for a long-term future, but there are plans to kind of. Yeah, we do plan to become uh, a zero waste sort of market here as well at some point. Um, we plan uh, going forward then to have our online business that'll create a community hub here. You can actually come and pick up your your groceries and stuff. Unfortunately, a lot of that stuff then will be your plastic element. Um, of packaging but hopefully we will be able to create a facility that we can actually maybe uh, pass that on to a recycling company or recycle it ourselves in a, in a building project here for say or, or all sorts of different ideas we have for that so um, you know we will sort of in a sense become a recycling centre here and a zero waste market and a standard farmers market I suppose as well, well not be standard it'll all be organic and it'll all be clean food and uh, you'll be able to trace it and find out where it came from and everything else. So, and then the bread and then all the other local products. And yeah. So it's it's going to really become a, a, a sort of community hub here at some point with a cafe and with, there's, there's all sorts of ideas going forward. You know, so it it's just <laughs> ideal. It, no, it's no, no it sounds know, so. like a full community project. Like it's something you can't do on your own. It's and it's not Absolutely just co-op members, but other people to get together. Unfortunately, and help the build the, it. the dog does too much here at this point. We've got her um, beaten with sticks and she trails too many concrete blocks about, so yeah. Oh dear. Doggy, did you hear that? Yeah, Brian has a really lovely husky, husky. Um, here and yeah. Sky. Sky is gorgeous, but she leaves too many dog hair, so um, yeah. when it comes down to eventually having a cafe, Sky no, is... Not be here, yeah. <laughs> Sky's not allowed in just at the, at the minute. She's not allowed into the kitchen anyway. It's No, it sounds like an awesome project. I, I think it's really important to encourage people leave waste free like I actually brought with me and I did it just an experiment because when you mentioned the last time we chatted and um, Susanna's brought me a rubbish <laughs> I brought I brought Warren a bag full of rubbish. all this plastic and do you know all the plastic that came most of it is from vegetables that I yeah. bought you know like and you can we, say it's from Sainsbury's as well most of it as well there so yeah, they <laughs> should they should be responsible I'm get for sued it here. <laughs> but, Absolutely but, no. 
but do you know, like, I go to markets or, or farm shop every week, but a lot of the time during the week I just run out of stuff. So once a week I need to pop into Sainsbury's because it's just around the corner or any other supermarket that sells organic vegetables. Yeah. They put They're not sponsoring Sainsbury's here, so... They <laughs> They put everything in plastic. It really drives me mental. And even sometimes when I go to an organic shop, sometimes they have like yeah, celery I mean, it's, or other In stuff fairness to these people, plastic. they are greedy and all the rest, but there is a logistical uh, element that they need to address here with regards to not packaging stuff and a set and the other. So it's not just that easy as an yeah. overnight, just get rid of everything. And um, yeah, yeah, it can be a plastic-free world tomorrow. That's not going to happen, unfortunately. Well, it, needs, it needs more consciousness and more people to actually... Take you know take into consideration what they're doing with their plastic and how they're using their plastic, and what they have in their house that is plastic and how they can either recycle that or swap that for something that's wood. Yeah. But you know the other side of it is there's there's also energy goes into producing all these other new things you're going to buy yeah. as well. So you might be better just to use that plastic thing that you have as well, you know, and not sort of throw it out and then it go to landfill yeah. or it's not going to be used. Use it. And you know, if if it if it does your head in that much, um, you know, use it for something else, plant some plants in it, or, you know, yeah. upcycle it. Don't actually necessarily recycle it, but unfortunately, our councils aren't great at our recycling rates. I suppose there is a logistical element to it. For example, if you go to a supermarket that sells non-organic vegetables aside organic, I mean, how are you going to distinguish? Because if it's you all can't. just thrown, I've been caught out in certain certain supermarkets as well with that exact yeah. thing. You know. Yeah, you know, so, so. I, I, I do kind of understand, but surely there must be an alternative. Like, if this is a plastic that well, is not it's recyclable... Really, it's really the, it's, well, it is recyclable, it's just a, it needs people to actually lobby government, yeah. we don't have here. Actually writing letters and going and actually protesting and starting to really make a noise about this. Let's start a riot. Yeah, start a yellow vest protest, but then they're made out of plastic as well, do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so, where do you go with it? You can't get a cotton yellow vest, you know, with... Uh, reflective strips on it, it doesn't work so. <laughs> or organic yeah. so um yeah you have to embrace some of these things unfortunately as well but anyway um yeah we're not gonna sort that out but the farm shops are great because ultimately you're reducing the amount of plastic out there because you come and buy plastic free vegetables Absolutely. but saying that fruits breads uh, vegetables and and alicia's produce is not the only thing you're gonna be selling because the the co-op part also involves other wholesome foods well yeah as i said earlier they're online then so you from, can get access yeah. to all the products we had on in the shop so do you know how store. how would that work so if people wanted to get involved um it, well in the farm shop it's easy you just come in friday thursday friday saturday and get stuff from the farm shop yeah if they or they can get a veg box and order a subscription then on veg boxes which is what another thing we're going to be establishing here too so oh brilliant going forward so there's going to be veg boxes if people wanted to get involved in the co-op part of the farming that will be down the line but can they you know how can they contact you or what can they do to help to set it all up and set things in motion how can they get in touch with us they can get in touch with us um through facebook or through whatsapp i think our fantastic uh, one of our cooperative members daryl here has put his personal mobile on um facebook there so all you ladies out there can contact him oh that's right he's married don't be doing that <laughs> so uh yeah no there's a couple of different ways there's email then so you can just email info at azora.ie um, you can go on to our Facebook page, which is just uh, Facebook forward slash uh, Azora Co-op, I think it is now. Um, there's WhatsApp options then that has to be accessible through Facebook for security reasons. And uh, then there's obviously the phone number here as well then, which is 02892 689 
and um, you can come and say hello and just find out what we're doing and, and order your stuff here when you find out how fantastic it all is. And uh, yeah. Once you get your, you know, other part of the shop with the whole some food set up, what way will it work? So will you will people buy into the co-op and well, there'll be different options. We haven't quite worked that out yet, but we're trying to figure that out. But the main thing will be, um, well, we're looking at a hundred pounds a year probably for membership, and that'll give you access to discounted um, products online and with us here and different offers and all sorts of stuff throughout the year. I mean, it's only two quid a week when you work it out, so it's actually for nothing. So, And to get access to a community and to like-minded people you can come and conversate with and swap ideas, swap products, do all sorts of bartering and um, having different activities here. And hopefully then once we have the cafe and all that up and running, you can have a coffee and uh, you can have a, maybe a soup and some nice organic greenhouse sourdough and this, that and the other, you know. So there'll be loads of different things to actually get involved in it, not just groceries it'll be a whole community aspect of things actually talking about cafe um what our listeners can do if you're not an island based we should actually mention that you kindly offered the space uh, for a charity coffee morning yeah, that i'm yeah. organizing when did we say it was sunday the 3rd of february between 10 o'clock and one or until people <laughs> had enough yeah um you can bring your tents and stay over <laughs> We're doing charity coffee morning for a local mental health charity called Mind Your Mate and Yourself, based in Newcastle County Down. And we're going to be set up in here. We're going to have um, organic coffee, herbal teas. You're going to make some, some nice juices. organic treats and stuff as well, aren't you? Yes, I'm going to bring a lot of <coughs> organic, mostly raw, gluten-free, definitely sugar-free treats. Um, yeah, everything, there's nothing left in them. Our, our friend Johnny, who's just uh, joined us here, says that his wife... Would like that, yeah. Yeah, so you're, you're all welcome. It'll be all healthy. You're going to be lots of sweet stuff, but made without processed sugar. We're going to have something for non-vegans. We're going to have everything's going to be organic and freshly made. You can come in and have, have a nice breakfast with us and you can find out from Baron about the farm shop and you can have a look around and have a chat with the like-minded people and support a really worthwhile charity. So Absolutely, I'm yeah. I'm yeah. really looking forward to that. And it's open to other charities that want to contact us as well. So uh, we've been more than welcome as long as they're... Um, sustainable and they're doing good work we'll happily talk to them so. oh brilliant but anyway absolutely and it's going to be good fun there's a friend of mine Andy that has um, I, th I can't remember the name of his charity I should have looked that up before we had this interview but anyway uh, we can update that at the time but he has a, a charity he's set up and he may uh, come and network that day as well with you guys and maybe get involved he's a psychologist so. alright oh that uh, would be great so, uh, and he works with disadvantaged groups of people all over the country and so. oh sweet I'm really looking forward to it. I'm, I'm, I'm having, um, I'm, I'm kind of Don't writing. Don't get too excited. I'm writing, I'm writing down she's, a long list of food. Hanging off the edge of the table here. Oh, oh, oh very funny. Uh, but I'm writing a long list of foods that I'm going to make. So, um, so far, I have my special Christmas mince pies. In um, February, happy days. Great. Oh yeah, in February, totally. You can, you can eat them any time of the Absolutely. year. Absolutely, mince pies are an all year round thing, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, well, not really, because you can't really get cranberries all year round. Some of us. Posh people don't put cranberries in, as we live what in Hillsborough. We live in Hillsborough, so we're posh peasants, apparently, anyway. So. Yeah, well, you're, you're definitely posh, all right, <laughs> sitting here in your pyjamas. Yeah, these aren't my pyjamas, I'll have you <laughs> stop it. But yeah, I'm, I'm going to be making carrot bread, which is my new recipe. I'm going to be making probably some minus potato the, bread. Minus the rabbit. 
What rabbit? The uh, rabbit attached rabbit. to the cart. Yeah. <laughs> it's vegan. Come on, there will uh, be okay. no rabbit. Vegan rabbits. Vegan rabbits. What else did I? Um, I'm gonna have some Brazil nut treats and sweet potato pie. That's and you wanted me to do fruit shots. God, we got distracted by our phone. I completely forgot what we were talking about. Bananas. Bananas. Um, yeah, organic bananas. Uh, what would what you like to buy? What were we talking about? I don't know. Ashley, do you have anything? I need some veggies and fruits. Uh, quite possibly. I'm going to give you some um, aubergines. But... No bananas. Oh yeah, do you have any aubergines? Maybe if I don't use them here. I'm mad for aubergines. I love aubergines. Deadly nightshades. Aubergines, fantastic. It's I great. love it. Fantastic roasted. Oh yeah, I know what I want. Oh yeah, we were talking about the coffee morning. Oh yes. So yeah, coffee morning on Sunday the 3rd of February from about 10 o'clock. Well, I said, initially I said from 9.30 and then I realised I have to get here and set it up. So yeah. probably about 10 o'clock. I'm not getting up earlier and making fruit juices. Fruit juices are, you have to drink them as you make them. Well, happy days. You don't make them in advance, you silly. That's what you were talking about, about fruit. And they won't be really fruit juices, they will be vegetable juices. Fruit and vegetable juices, no? Beetroot juice is naturally sweet, you don't need fruit. We have actually, we have a flu fighter that we make at home. Uh, Stephen drinks it. So we do either beetroot and carrot or beetroot and orange. And right. then we put uh, ginger and lime in it. And Stephen puts red chili in it. Right. That sounds good. It's really tasty, actually. It sounds like a face melter. It as, is. Uh, the red, it is the red so hot chili peppers. They call their apple cider vinegar and turmeric shots and stuff like that face melters. I heard that from a friend of mine, Kieran, who... Um, actually served them food the last time they played here. He was making food for them. And Face melters? And he was <laughs> talking to Flea, the bass player, and um, he was actually making them up for them, I think, as well. So, And he was saying he does them as well, so there, there you go. Even celebrities are trying to be healthy. But anyway, the last time I talked to you, oh, that's what I wanted to ask you. The last time I talked to you, I asked There's you... So many you, things you want to ask. I know, I have so <laughs> many questions. But the last time I talked to you for the podcast, uh, I wanted to know your favourite vegetable. The last time it was sweet potato. Has it changed? It's aubergine now, yeah. It's aubergine now, okay. Yeah, just for today. It might be something else tomorrow. <laughs> I love that. How do you make your aubergine? What do no, you I, make just your I just roast aubergine? them, probably like I did with the, with the sweet potatoes, because I like roasting things. Um, <laughs> Obsessed with roasting? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I can't think of any other way to eat them. I'm mildly uneducated, so... What do you mean mildly You have so many cookbooks here. There's there's one on, on your table right now, River Cottage. Yeah. Light and easy. Yeah, and I don't think he actually has any reference to aubergines. Aubergines, no. Oh, he does, actually. There well, you there you go. Roast aubergines, there you go, and sweet and sour tomatoes. <laughs> and roast aubergine and tomato soup. So it's roasted aubergines, it's folks. Yeah. So apparently you have so to roast aubergine. Roast your aubergines and stick them up your jumper. <laughs> okay, I'm not going to get a recipe, but okay, I'll, I'll come up with a good recipe for aubergine. I was just thinking from the top of my head, have you ever made baba ganoush? Oh, it's lovely, actually. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, aubergine yeah. and tiny dip. And I can't bloody have it. Well, I could. I suppose I could make it with different different seed butter. I'm not allowed tahini. I've just found out recently from blood tests. I'm yeah. gonna die without tahini, I think. Well, you can maybe have it every so often. It's a disaster. Just but I give you guys recipe for for my favorite baba ganoush. It's an awesome dip. <coughs> if you never had it, oh my god. I, I need somebody to come that. and help me make hummus. Never mind. I seem to be scared of hummus. I don't know why. Why are you scared of hummus? I don't know. I think I have a phobia over hummus. I love it, but I can't make it. Oh, so you're scared of making hummus, yes. not an actual yeah. hummus. So if anybody wants to come and help me make hummus, uh, please leave your name and number with uh, Susanna. <laughs> I'll come and help you make hummus sometime. <laughs> oh yes, I w we didn't properly cover, are you doing the fundraising campaign? Because you wanted mm. to do the Kickstarter to raise funds for Well, that hasn't the uh, really come to fruition totally yet either, but that's something we will hopefully address by the end of January. Okay. Um, yeah, we will be asking for lots of lovely people's money. 
And so, so once the Kickstarter... No, don't know anything about it, so you're probably going to have to help me with that as well. So. Oh, bloody hell. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, don't kick me. <laughs> oh, I will do that, don't you worry. So yeah, um, I suppose just, just guys keep an eye out uh, for for news um, about the Kickstarter and how you can get involved. Yeah, well, it's going to be all over social media, hopefully in the next week or two. And check out the website, which is uh, www.azora.ie. And then obviously the Facebook pages and stuff as well. Yeah. Are you on Instagram? I think we might be. <laughs> no, we should be up and running on Instagram and all the other social media platforms. But um. So guys, if you're on Facebook, get on the Facebook uh, page with Azura Corp. If you're not on Facebook, try and find Azura on Instagram. They may or may not have a um, And if an you account. can't do that, get I on get do. on a bus and come to Hillsborough and you'll find us there. Yeah, exactly. Or the web page. Yeah, the website is a good... But honestly, if you're on Facebook, the Facebook uh, page is kind of the main. And you have a membership uh, membership page as well. Like a volunteer is on a sort of member page that people want to actually really hear what we're doing and really want to become involved they can come and hear us talk rubbish on that it's a bit more open conversation and it's not as sort of business-like and we're, we're posting videos and we're posting different bits of conversation and yeah. people are posting different topics about political things and all sorts of stuff so it's just a bit of a, a community page for people to conversate and talk about different things on that page as opposed to yeah. posting stuff publicly and, and ju just come to yeah. the farm shop i mean it's, it's really lovely out here i love i love coming here talking of which i went to ask you how did it go actually so you had two weeks before christmas yeah it went pretty well actually yeah we'd, we'd maybe the guts of 40 people out here over the two weeks that we opened and um a lot of friends were very welcomed and supported us and a lot of new faces as well and some old faces from um from the shop in the village as well even some local retired doctors i'll not mention any names but um just goes to show you even the doctors are coming out and buying organic veg so must be good must be good for you must be good for you and i saw you sold some veggie boxes as well yeah yeah and that's something that we'll be getting more involved in but the veggie boxes yeah we sold maybe half a dozen and we also um give away a few as well one to um one Lovely sponsor, I must actually mention at the minute, which was Eden Trillet Quarries. They gave us 20 tonnes of 14 mil clean stone for our paths and stuff out around here. So uh, thank you to Mr. Mitchell and Colin Mitchell for that. We'll thank you personally again. Oh, that's beautiful. Absolutely. So and that's something we will probably try and invoke at this point as well. Maybe local businesses and anybody that can actually help or want, want to get involved and think they can assist by financial means or can give us any products or to take us forward that's um something we will be asking for i suppose along with the kickstarter and all that that would be fantastic i mean if any of our listeners if, if you are a business and if you can donate something to build a polytunnel or or any tools or anything to help and and get the get the growing at azura co started that would be fantastic and it's even services you know even skilled workers people that friends that are joiners and anything not just their money yeah. you know so um but it's not about that really unfortunately it's just a form of energy exchange at this point so okay let's grow some veg yay, <laughs> yay. we love growing veg <laughs> <laughs> okay happy new year <laughs> thanks susanna for um giving us the opportunity to have this interview today we'll be back in touch soon happy new year bye Martin is a little mad as you can hear but i think I think we started the 2019 on a positive note because his plans for Azura Co-op sound rather amazing and it is so great to see friends and other people wanting to get involved and I think it's definitely move in the right direction. The more organic farms and the more people eating lots of healthy veggies from local farmers, the better. 
will help our health, our environment and will teach future generations how the food on their plate is grown and help them develop healthy relationship with their food as well. So if you want to see where all this can and hopefully will happen soon and if you're based in Northern Ireland or happen to be in Northern Ireland at the time, come to our charity coffee morning for Mind Your Mate and Yourself on Sunday 3rd of February from about 9.30 or more likely 10am to taste some of our healthy organic fresh produce, have a chat with like-minded people and help a very worthy cause. It really would be great to see many of you there. So where is this happening? It's happening at Varen's house, Azura Co-op slash Azura's Farmer's Market at 5 Eden Trillic Hill, Hillsborough, BT26 6PQ. And now the promised baba ganoush. This Middle Eastern dish is really tasty and very simple to make. It's basically just pureed roasted aubergine. Although I sometimes just steam it to get more nutrients out of it. And also, unlike varin, I don't like roasting things too much. Um, and then garlic and tahini and a few other ingredients that can vary depending on different countries and if you're making it on your personal tastes. And my favorite baba ganoush is this. What you'll need is one large aubergine, one medium clove of garlic, although you can use quite a bit more if you prefer stronger garlic taste, about one tablespoon on tahini, nice leveled one and um, you don't want your baba ganoush to taste just too much of tahini because it can actually overpower the aubergine so if you can't get really large aubergine use two medium ones or if you have just one aubergine and it's not big enough use maybe just half a tablespoon of tahini um, then three quarter of a teaspoon ground cumin juice of about half a lemon and some extra virgin olive oil. Then pinch of paprika, a pinch of salt. And if you like really spicy, you can use a pinch of cayenne pepper or um, chili pepper. If you are roasting your aubergine, preheat the oven to about 180 degrees, cut it in half and roast it face down for about half an hour or until soft. Then take it out, let it cool down and peel it and you're going to use only the inside of the aubergine. Chop it and put it in a blender or a food processor with the rest of the ingredients and blend into a smooth paste. Now, if your aubergine has a lot of seeds, sometimes you can get a very, very seedy one. Try to remove some of them. Um, but to be honest, I don't really bother. Um, it has to be a really, really seedy aubergine for me to even bother doing that. You don't need to waste the peel from the aubergine. You can cut it in smaller slices and use it as a topping for your aubergine if you serve it in a bowl. Or you can just use it in your next stir fry just to get in the fridge in um, Tupperware and use it in the next dish you're making. Put it in a soup, in a curry, um, in anything you like. Um, there's no need to waste it. Once you have the paste ready, you transfer it into a glass jar with a lid and store it in a fridge. And it should stay fresh for about three days at least. Uh, but I'd normally use it within a day or two. And you can serve it in a small bowl, as I mentioned, and top it with either the aubergine peel 
or some fresh leaf coriander or both and maybe a lemon veg and use it for dipping. And while aubergines aren't a native veg to UK or Ireland, it's a really good and versatile vegetable and actually can be grown here in a polytunnel or a greenhouse. And it goes well with plenty of locally grown veg like carrots and even potatoes if you can eat them. And I actually love to use aubergine in dishes with um, celeriac and courgettes, for example. Actually, talking of courgettes, if you like courgettes, what I really love to do is to cut courgettes into bruschetta-like pieces and top it with, well, any good dip or pesto. It doesn't really have to be baba ganoush, but the aubergine does taste really good on a courgette, I have to say. But anyway, I hope this gives you some ideas on how to use variants at the moment favorite vegetable and um i think that's it for this episode um so i hope you all had a nice break over christmas and enjoyed the new year celebrations if you celebrated at all i have to admit that i fell asleep just after 10 p.m which is becoming a bit of a tradition in our home but you know getting older and all that I think Varen mentioned still getting old and grey. Um, I'm not getting grey just yet, J- just just to be clear. Um, have a wonderful 2019 and perhaps start it with the intention to eat more organic vegetables and stay healthy. Until next time. Bye. As every week, your host is myself, Susanna from The Sweet Spot. Music by Mark J. Adair and artwork by Gemma O'Hagan. Thank you for listening.